After last week's episode on originality, I received this question. It was sent to me by email, so I will read Megan's question myself. I'm a florist based in Johannesburg, and your episode on originality has helped me shift my mindset, and I feel it relieves some of the burden of constantly creating something totally new. It also helped me remind myself that my work is not for the eyes of the many on Instagram, but for the enjoyment of my client, and that I should stop worrying so much about whether the internet finds my work mundane or not. My question to you is this. How do you feel originality and authenticity connect? Because authenticity is a way to have a very personal point of view, is it not? And if so, is it not worth to pursue it? Well, thank you, Megan. You're very generous and your question is exactly on point. This question opens up the discussion to a topic I planned on talking about. But before we dive into it, you're right that maybe a bit too much effort goes into Instagram. Instagram and all social media are a double-edged sword. On one hand, it is a free way to get people's attention. But on the other hand, it can very easily make us miss the forest for the tree. Perhaps we are all seeking for a bit too much applaud on social media, forgetting that the real people who matter the most are in front of us. They are our clients. And maybe a tiny fraction of Instagram's population who also align with our vision. So, as we are creating work that matters, we constantly need to remind ourselves that the only way to do so is to ignore everyone except just a few special people that we've committed to help. This might also help us stop worrying about the number of likes we get on our posts. And this is exactly the reason I myself have disabled the like count on my own posts. So let's go back to our topic. If we are not pursuing originality, should we then be pursuing authenticity? Well, first, let's examine what authenticity is. It is the revealing of one's true self. There are two points that Beck analysis here. The first, is there ever a true self? And second, do people even want to see our true self? Imagine this. You are at a coffee shop and your waiter serves you with a smile. They are accommodating, pleasant, go the extra mile to pull the chair for you and do not protest when you complain that your latte is too cold. Now suppose that waiter has in fact had a horrible morning. Suppose that in addition they are underpaid, have to deal with cranky clients all day long, work night shifts four times a week and so on. Why is it then that that waiter can serve you with so much kindness and generosity? Are they being authentic? Of course not. Had they been authentic, they would likely show you how much they dislike their job. Yet, that waiter knows that they are on a job. And being a true professional, they do not reveal their true self. They present a self. That self that you expect them to be. And this is the huge distinction between 
a true professional and an amateur. A professional is presenting a self, while an amateur is revealing what they believe to be their true self. That kindergarten teacher who talks to her children with so much love and care, she is not always happy herself. Yet, she finds the courage and strength to overcome her personal feelings and present the self that is expected of her. She knows that her job, her mission, is larger than her feelings. So let's replace for a moment the phrase one's true self with the phrase one's everyday self, just to make a point. You do not go to your office in pyjamas or sweatpants. You do not talk to your business partners like you talk to your spouse. You do not talk to your spouse like you talk to your friends. Which of these is your true self and which one is not? When I teach workshops, I'm often asked how much of our everyday selves we should be revealing in social media. As much as it serves the needs of your audience. Because this is not about you. It's about the ones you are in the service of. Does revealing your everyday self help your audience? Maybe it does. Maybe, for example, it helps them to know that your son is a bad eater. Maybe because if they too have children, they would like to see that you also go through the same challenges and joys of parenthood. Or maybe not. You know your audience better than anyone else. As for me, I've made a decision and I consistently keep it. I know that I'm in no way in the service of my own audience by revealing every aspect of my daily routine, including my frustrations. I'd rather have my audience know what I read and enjoy, the thoughts that intrigue me. And from time to time, I do share aspects of my family life. But this is me and my audience. And though there is no definite answer to the above, here is what would be wrong in the vast majority of cases. Pretension. Pretending that you are one thing while you are another. Pretending, for example, that you care about the environment, but cannot give up the convenience of traveling in a private jet. It is bad. Firstly, because it is manipulative. It's an effort to steal people's attention for totally the wrong reasons. Second, it's wrong because pretension requires far too much emotional labor. So much that you will eventually have to give up pretending. And once you do, you will disappoint the people who trusted you. Betraying people's trust is one of the worst things you can do. Instead, find a mission you really care about and put all your heart into it. No, authenticity is not what we need. What we need is consistency. People want to be served by people who act consistently. No one ever asks for an authentic photographer. They ask for a photographer whose work speaks to them. And for this exact reason, they commission that photographer who will create something consistent with their portfolio and whose service will consistently align with the couple's expectations all throughout the journey. They are asking for consistency, not authenticity, and that's where brands fall apart. 
when we discover that they are not who we thought they were. But if we are consistent, then perhaps we should start calling this authentic. Because consistency is the new authenticity. Consistency means making a promise and keeping it, even when people are not looking, even behind the scenes. When a business is seen as staying true to their vision, then this is the very essence of authenticity. What's a vision? It's the sum total of promises you make and are willing to keep. A vision is a sense of purpose, a reason for existence. Do you exist to make wedding pictures or create wedding florals? Or do you exist to have a positive impact in the lives of those you seek to serve? Do you exist to create pretty tablescapes? Or to create a space which enables the gift of human connection where guests can interact with dignity and feel special? So if you are looking for a definition of a brand, we need not look any further. Your vision is your brand. Your brand is not a logo. It's not a typeface. It's not your text. It's not your website. And it's certainly not your social media. A brand is the sum total of promises you are willing to make. And more importantly, that you are willing to consistently keep. I've studied many brands, including many of the successful wedding-related brands. And the pattern is confirmed every single time. The brands that you know and admire are not great because they run great ads or have amazing social media pages. They are great because their vision and their actions align consistently and perfectly. I will be recording my next episode from Portugal. Because I committed to one episode a week. And I will do anything to fulfill this promise. I will initially be in the UK and then in Portugal, where I will be co-hosting a retreat for remarkable wedding photographers who look to create thriving and purposeful photography businesses. I hope you can check it out at amvretreats.com. Like always, you can find the show notes for this episode on the website andreaskgeorgiou.com slash podcast. There, you will also find a big yellow button for you to record your questions about any episode. I need your questions. Your questions is what will keep this podcast going. So if you have half a minute to spend, go on to the website. You do not need any special software and all you have to do is click the record button. I need to hear from you. Until then, be well and thanks for listening.